Welcome to Artistic Accomplices. I'm your host, Eric Scott, and this is the podcast that's all about art, creativity, and learning. We all could use a little creative nudge every now and then, something that will prod us, encourage us, and give us a shot of inspiration. Well, Artistic Accomplices is the podcast that does just that. It gives you small doses of motivation and creative encouragement. So as you make, create, play, and live, I'm here to share my thoughts on art, creativity, and learning. I'm also going to interview artists, writers, educators, and much, much more. So like the gym buddy that motivates you to hit the gym on a regular basis, Artistic Accomplices is that little voice in your ear telling you to hit the studio or to pull out the paints or to pick up the pen. Thank you so much for joining me today. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey, 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 thank you so much for joining me once again for Artistic Accomplices. I'm your host, Eric Scott, and today I want to dive into a topic that I've brought up probably many times on the podcast and something that uh, a few episodes ago I kind of promised to do an entire episode about. And that, that topic, that notion, that idea is talent. Now, talent is a word that gets thrown at, thrown around quite a bit when we're talking about creativity and all of these various uh, creative endeavors. Um, but I think that it's used in in a way that actually kind of reinforces some of those myths and some of those misconceptions of creativity. And I think, unfortunately, it is a detrimental word. It's not, even though it might seem like it's a, a helpful, good word, um, I think when we really think, when we talk about creativity, talk about uh, visual arts or uh, music or whatever it is that, w- that we are pursuing, that if we think about talent, it can actually tie us down. It can sort of muck everything up. So if we looked up the word talent in a dictionary, we would find a definition along the lines of talent, a a special natural ability or aptitude. So that that seems all very reasonable. It, It seems like it makes sense. Um, But I think from the very beginning, we start to run into problems. We run into issues with this definition. And I think it goes back to that idea of it being natural, that it's it's defined as, as something that comes naturally to people. And so it's implied that you don't have to to work at it, that it's not something that you gain through experience, you just have it or you don't. And I think that's where the problem lies. And and so, I don't know, I, I in a way, I kind of feel like there is no such thing as talent. I mean, because a lot of people kind of take this definition a step further and they'll talk about God-given talents and, and, and how our talents are like bestowed upon us by, you know, this, this almighty creator, by this big, big guy in the sky. And, 
I think that gives people the the idea that you know you're born with it or you're not that you have it or you don't and that it's something that you like I said you don't have to work at it It, you just have that natural ability that natural aptitude and I have a big problem with that I mean I believe that everyone is creative plain and simple and unfortunately creativity and talent get kind of tangled up in and intermingled and people just kind of give up on creativity, give up on these creative endeavors, whether it's math or science or art or music or baking or cooking or whatever your creative endeavor is. A lot of people will give up on those notions because they just believe that they are not talented. And it becomes this cop-out. It becomes this this excuse and like I said, it starts to lead to, the, to those myths about creativity, about it being for special people or that, you know, that it's something that either you have or that you don't. Um, and so a lot of people really kind of feel like, you know, you're, you're either creative or you're not, that you have the talent for creativity, the, the natural ability, the natural aptitude for creativity, or you don't. And kind of falls in line with a lot of those, those notions about you know, being artistic or being musical or being athletic, that it's a natural talent and that you have it or you don't, that you're either artistic or you're not, you're either athletic or you're not, and that if you don't have the talent for it, why even bother? You, you don't have the talent for it, so people just are unwilling to try. And like I said, I don't like that word. I don't like and I don't really believe in this notion of, of a natural ability. Um, I don't. I know it's kind of kind of weird to say that, but I don't really believe that. Yes, I, I know that there are some people out there that you know are ch- child prodigies, and they pick up a violin, and they can amazingly play it, or they pick pick up a hunk of clay, and they they amazingly make something at such a young age that how could they? they uh, do that without this kind of God-given talent. Um, and I think that's something different. I think that is something that, that uh, we could look at from a very scientific point of view. Um, but this notion that like, you know, it's in your DNA that you're born with it or you're not. Um, and a lot of people will bring up athletes athletes about this you know like you know oh i'm there's no way i could do what an nba player does or an nfl player or an nhl player does um well it's because you don't have that that uh the practice you haven't put in the time and the effort and the work that these other people have and you know sometimes they'll bring up uh you know artists or musicians and they'll say like, hey, look, you know, that person from a very young age demonstrated, you know, this natural music ability, this uh, natural athletic talent or this natural artistic uh, flair. And, the, you know, they say that, but, you know, that really just doesn't doesn't fit for me. It doesn't get it done for me. Um, and I, I really kind of think about that that this thing that we call talent is actually just somebody finding something that 
resonates with them. And, and I talked all about uh, resonance and the things that resonate with us in the last episode. And so this is kind of a continuation of that. But, you know, when you find something that resonates with you, something that you just feel like, I have to do that, then you put in the work, you put in the practice, and you work really hard and you keep at it. And so those people that we kind of feel are naturally gifted, uh, whether it's sports or uh, music or art, often if we take a look at their lives, we will see that they have been practicing. They have been doing this stuff since they were very little. And, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, well, you know, you're just naturally athletic or you're not. And I don't, I don't believe that. I think what it is is that there are kids that, that just from the beginning are naturally active that you know maybe they're seeing a family member or they're seeing something on tv and they're like oh i want to be like that and so they emulate they emulate the adults that they see uh their family members they 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 kind of take after that and you'll notice from the very beginning that you know what what we who we consider to be athletically gifted you know, they were running around and playing and, and getting into games at an early age. Some people would argue that that's proof of talent. And I would say, well, no, it's it's because they did this at an early age that they developed the skills that we consider to be the talent. And the same thing with art. I mean, my own personal story is that I have been drawing from a very young age. And so when somebody comes up to me and tells me that I'm talented and that they wish that they could be, you know, have my talent, I'm like, well, you can put in 40 plus years of making art and you can do the things that I can do. And you probably could do some things better. Um, but it's that that notion that you got to put in the time and the effort. But we I think we just kind of want to wrap everything up in a nice little package and in nice little bows and be like, oh, no, they are talented. So they kind of dismiss all of the hard work that people put into it. And I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but I'm going to go back to Bob Ross. And I love what Bob Ross says about talent. Now, he was a guy that believed everybody could paint. Anybody could pick up a paintbrush and if you followed some simple techniques and some simple ideas, you could paint a landscape. And that's what he did. He did landscapes. He wasn't into painting flowers or painting people. He was just like, here, I'm going to paint some landscapes, maybe a little you know, rundown cabin. <clears throat> but he believed everybody could paint. And his, his notion was that talent is a pursued interest. In other words, anything that you are willing to practice, you can do. So that was his quote, talent is a pursued interest. So in other words, anything that you are willing to practice, you can do. And I think that willingness to practice, that goes back to that idea of resonance. That when something resonates with you, you are willing to put in the practice. You're, you're eager to do that. It doesn't seem like practice. It doesn't seem like work. And so you put in that time, you put in the effort, you put in the hard work to pursue something that speaks to you. And I know that's how it was for me with art. I just loved making marks and I really got into that and, and visual arts 
resonates with me. It's something that, that I feel, you know, you hear people say, it's like, I was meant to do that. And I think it just, it, it spoke to me in a way that other things didn't, the way athletics didn't. I mean, I loved sports and I loved playing sports when I was a kid, but I was never into the sports as much as I was into making art. And I would spend hours and hours in my bedroom as a kid drawing. And I drew all the time. And I just never remember a time when I wasn't drawing. You know, yeah, I was watching TV, I was playing and this and that. But, you know, looking back, like, if it wasn't every day, it was every couple days, every few days, I was drawing and eventually painting and sculpting. And this is something that I still do. After 40-some years, I'm still making some kind of art, doing some type of visual arts almost every day. And so putting in that time, that effort, that energy, you know, that is that pursuing. I've pursued that interest for the last 40 years. And I don't, I've never looked at making art like it was work. Um, Sometimes it was difficult and sometimes, well, many times, lots of times, I, I didn't succeed the way I had imagined. Things didn't go the way I had planned or I had envisioned, but I kept going. And so I think people use this notion of talent as an excuse not to pursue something. You know, I don't have the talent to make art, so I'm not going to pursue it. I don't have the talent to be a musician, so I'm not going to pursue it. I don't have the talent to bake something. I could never do that. I won't pursue it. And so they put an end to any chance of creating, uh, of doing something, um, just by stating that they don't have the talent for whatever it is that they were thinking about maybe pursuing. And so I think a lot of people... A lot of people just kind of give up at a very early level. And I think this happens a lot with adults. I think with kids, you know, you you give a, a young kid some paper and some crayons they're going to draw. You give them uh, some musical instruments and they're going to like pound on the drums and they're going to blow in, in into the recorder. They're going to just do it they're, because it to them it's part of play. It's part of let me just try this stuff out. They're curious. They, they wonder about things and they want to pursue something to, to at least a little extent. But I think as we get, as we become adults, that we get set in our ways. And so, like I said, it really becomes this excuse to not even try. The other thing that I hear people say is that, uh, you know, they'll, they'll come to me or I've heard them say it about other people. They'll say, oh, I wish I had your talent. And what they're really saying is, I wish I didn't have to go through those 40 years of practice and hard work to do what you're doing now. And that's kind of what, they, what they're really saying when they, when they say that. I wish I had your talent. Well, it's a pursued interest. So if you were really interested in it, you could pursue it. You could practice. You could make the work. You could do the work. You could keep at it, but you didn't. You chose not to. So you weren't excited about that. And that's the thing. It's like not everything excites everyone. You know, the same thing does not excite every single person. And that's what makes humanity, that's what makes being human exciting is that, you know, I get excited about certain types of art and not so much about others. 
So certain types of visual art resonates with me and, and certain types don't. So even within the realm of visual arts, there are things that I feel like, yes, that I'm interested in that. I want to pursue that. And there are other things that I'm just like, either I pursued them in the past and I feel like, you know, I'm no longer there. I can kind of set that aside. I'm going to go do something else. And it's this notion of, of fixed mindset and growth mindset. So I've talked a little bit about this before. Um, and, you know, this is a theory. This is something that's come up a lot. Uh, especially in the realm of education, because if we believe that that we have a fixed mindset, that that we have a talent or we don't. Um, so if we firmly believe in talent, that you either have the talent or that you don't, um, that you are naturally gifted with something or that you don't, that you are creative or you're not, or that you only have a certain amount of intelligence, that's a very fixed mindset and you won't be willing to try because you have already fixed it in your mind that I'm not talented. I, why even bother? So I I'm born with it or I'm not. So why bother? But if you are open to this notion that, Hey, I can pursue something. I can practice and get better at it and I can do it and I can learn new things and I can try new things and I can grow and become better and and learn then that's the growth mindset but unfortunately a lot of people just again just get trapped into this notion of either you're talented or you're not that you have it or you don't and there's a there's a comic strip and I'll share a link to it in the show notes um, I came across this probably about a year ago, and it, it hit me as one of my favorite uh, comics. So this, this is a comic strip. It's like a six-panel strip by artist Sarah Anderson. And she does a, a, a series of, of comics called Sarah's Scribbles. And they're, they're, they're all kind of different things, but you know, as an artist, she often has things about being an artist and some of the things that people say. And so uh, back in December 2017, I think, is when she first published this this comic strip, but I, I've seen it circulate on social media, and uh, I, I'm thinking I'll probably share it on there too. But um, if you haven't seen it, it's a six-panel strip, and in the first panel, there's a there's a person, and they're basically saying, you know, uh, asking Sarah, saying, you know, how do you draw so well? And in the next panel is Sarah drawing, and and she just simply says, practice. Practice is the answer. So. <clears throat> Then it cuts back to the other person and they kind of completely ignore her, her answer of practice and say, oh, it must be an innate gift, a gift from God. And then in the next panel, it's the, the Sarah character saying practice. And then it cuts back to the other person and, and in the fifth panel and they say, I'll never understand how some people are so talented, a mystery. And then it cuts back to the, uh, the art character artist character and she says practice <clears throat> and even though i think we know that we understand that yes you have to practice something to get better at it we still kind of feel like no you have this talent or you don't that it didn't matter you know it doesn't matter if you practice really because you have this natural ability yes you know you practice to get a little bit better to to kind of hone your edge but really you don't need to practice and so I think there's something very, very appealing to say this, to say that 
that you have a talent or that you don't, that you have this innate ability. Um, first of all, first of all, I think for the person who has the talent, that it is a little bit more glamorous. It's a little bit more of a mystery uh, to to say that, hey, you know, you have this this natural ability that you have this gift. And for a lot of artists, a lot of creative people, they have attributed this gift to to some sort of otherworldly or mysterious kind of thing. Um, you think about the uh, the ancients who had the muses, and that the muses were the uh, the inspiration for creativity, and so they were uh, gods or goddesses, I think. And so this notion that creative inspiration came from the gods that came from you know the this this higher power this higher being and you hear that oftentimes you know creative people will will attribute the things that they create to a higher power to god to this other thing and i and i think it's like well yeah you know it's easy to do that and i think it's partly because of the way we're brought up that this that it is a natural talent that it is a natural ability um but it, it just sounds a lot more glamorous than to say like oh no i just worked my butt off for the last 40 years working hard practicing getting up spending hours and hours and hours and hours of doing these things grudging you know drudging through all this kind of grueling hard work to get the thing that i that i have and I think what happens is that because people have put in the time, because people have put in the practice, that it looks easy, you know? So when you watch a potter throw on the wheel, if they've been doing it for 30 years, it it looks so easy when they do it. You watch a painter who's been painting for years and years and years, and you watch them paint, it looks so easy. You hear a song by a songwriter who's been writing songs for years and years and years and it just seems so effortless or so flawless and a lot of times you know artists will like i said they'll portray this they'll, they'll come up like oh yeah this this song i wrote it in 15 minutes you know and that might be true but i just think that what happens is that over time we come to trust our our skills we 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 come to trust our ourselves and so things often will sort of tumble out of us not because of some divine inspiration or some gift from from above but because we trust ourselves because we feel so confident in the things that we've worked hard at and so these things kind of tumble out and and that that is more of of a a uh, kind of like quantity issue that you put in all this work you put in all this effort and you make tons of art because I think if you ask these same artists these same musicians these same people who talk in that terms about how you know it was just God speaking through me and I you know that ask them how many times did they sit down to write a song or to create art or whatever and it didn't go as planned that they stumbled and fumbled then what i mean is that is that god speaking through them too so i think what happens is we kind of forget all those times that we struggled and all those times that things just didn't quite go right 
and we, we forget about all that other work that we've put in and we just kind of focus on those few little things here and there where it was like oh yeah it just came out of me it just tumbled or it's just better it it's more eloquent it's more poetic it's more glamorous it's more exciting to talk to people in terms of things just sort of tumbling out of us because they, it was divinely inspired uh and that sounds so much better and, and i think in a lot of ways artists musicians pe uh, creative people perpetuate these myths so um but it goes back to this notion of of just working that we we have to do the work and when something really resonates with you and it really speaks to you it doesn't feel like work it doesn't feel like practice like i said i'm a visual artist and i've always been fascinated by making marks on paper later that became you know making marks on canvas or uh creating things uh three-dimensionally but i i've always had that that fascination there there was something about that visual mark making that resonated with me and so i just did it you know i sat down and i i drew all the time and so for 40 plus years i've been doing this and so yeah i've gotten pretty good at certain things and there are other things that i'm not so good at because i have not pursued them i have not done them and so you know or i used to do them i don't do them anymore i think back i used to draw portraits a lot and i used to be very very good at drawing portraits but i don't don't dedicate the time i don't pursue that anymore that's not something that really resonates with me anymore and so i've kind of left that behind i still do it every uh, occasionally but what I find is that it's harder for me now. It doesn't come so easily. And so, you know, this notion that like if it really was a natural ability, wouldn't you always be able to do it and do it at this high level? And so I think it goes back to what Bob Ross was saying, that talent is a pursued interest, that anything that you're willing to practice you can do that that willingness to practice so you have to have the willingness to dedicate the time and that's that's a big thing so you have to dedicate the time and the energy to do it to slog the hours to put in the time to put in the effort to learn your craft whatever it is so if you want to write you sit down and you write and you write constantly and much of what you write is not going to be good uh, if you're into baking you go into the kitchen and you bake you bake lots of cakes and cookies and bread and a lot of it is going to turn out eh, not so good you're going to burn some things you're going to put too much salt in one thing you're going to do things that, that don't turn out but then you're going to turn make something that tastes awesome and then as you especially if you start creating your own recipes instead of just following a recipe and you start to tweak and and you know change things up and try things on your own and that's where that creativity comes in that you're not just following a recipe but that you start to do your own thing you know, they're going to have a lot of times where it's like yeah it just did not turn out great it tasted like junk and and you had to throw it away same thing with art <clears throat> so in my studio i have hundreds and hundreds of pieces that i've started 
things that I've tried, experiments, um, pieces that are in progress that probably will never be advanced. And I, I've gone through and purged and gotten rid of lots of things that I've started on that I just kind of felt like, yeah, this isn't going anywhere. It's paper. Let me put it into recycling. Let me get it out of here. So not everything that we do is going to be a masterpiece. And we have to be willing to, to just to put in the time and to make a lot of stuff. And a lot of the stuff that we're going to make is not going to be worth sharing. And I think that's the other kind of part of, of talent, the un, un the unseen part, the hidden part of talent is that we don't see all the practice. You know, so when you go to a sporting event, you, you're not seeing them practice. You're seeing them after all their practice. You know, so you're seeing the team that they've been practicing. I mean, that's why they have the preseasons, you know, that they get in and they they practice and they have uh, exhibition games and scrimmage games and they they practice as a team they they get better um they they work on the skills and the techniques they they work out on the plays they work on their strategies their techniques everything like that they practice but you don't see that you see the game and it's the same thing with other creative endeavors you know you don't you don't see all the bad songs that a big pop star has written or tried or played around with or recorded bits and pieces of it, you hear the hits. You hear the ones that make it onto the album. You hear their their best hits, their, their better work. So as artists, as creative people, we tend to share the things that have worked. And so you don't see all of the bad work, all of the stuff that didn't make it, all the stuff that that we didn't want to share because again there's a it kind of goes back to to the ego it goes back to artists you know trying to try create this identity and um, you know kind of keep up the myth of of artists you know speaking you know god speaking through them or you know being divinely inspired by things and if you're showing all the crappy stuff that you've done then oh that's that's not all that good to show you're you're showing them all the bad part but it's it's like julia cameron like so <clears throat> author and creative expert julia cameron who who wrote the artist way she she says in order to make good art we have to be willing to make bad art and she goes on to say that willing to make bad art what we actually are is willing to make progress so by making bad art whether it's visual arts or music or baking or whatever, whatever it is that we're pursuing, that that's how we make the progress. But unfortunately, when we look at other artists and we see their work, we're not seeing all of the bad art that they've made. We're seeing just their best work. And especially on social media nowadays, that a lot of times you'll look at artists and you'll look at their Instagram and their Facebook and their Twitter and they're just showing like their best stuff. They're not showing the 60 other pieces that it took to get to that that one piece. And so you're seeing this finished this finished product and it does seem like oh wow this is 
awesome. This is great. You know, that, that, that just kind of was a gift from God. It kind of came out of nowhere. It's easy to see that. It's easy to think that. I mean, it's easy to, to get caught up in thinking that and not understanding that there's so much practice and then years. Oftentimes it's not just the, the 60 attempts for that piece. It's the 40 years or the 20 years of work that they've put in that has led up to that. I've shared this story before, but I get asked every so often about how long does an actual piece of art. So somebody will be standing there looking at a piece of art and they'll ask me like, oh, how long did this take? And the only answer is 40 years, my whole life. And, and, and they kind of scratch their heads They're like, no, physically, like how, how long did you work on just this piece? And yes, I could have put 20 hours or 10 hours or two hours, however many hours I put into it, but I could not have done that piece of artwork without all of the other experiences and all of the other artwork that I've made in the past where I've learned and I've made progress. And I, so I think we use this term talent in lots of ways to number one, as an excuse so that we don't have to even try that it's a way to sort of turn off any anything um, you know so if we're thinking about trying something like oh I flip a switch now I don't have to do it because I don't have the talent and then I don't have to risk anything so I think we use that but I think we also use it as a way um, to sort of keep certain things hidden you know all that work all that time all the, that bad art those bad songs that go into the progress that we're making so that the the highlights that we're showing look good. And so we use that word talent to describe a finished product, but there's so much that went into it that we're not, not sharing. So that word talent. So anytime you kind of feel yourself thinking about talent or so if you're I think this comes a lot comes up a lot when we start doubting ourselves especially if we are comparing ourselves to other people it's very easy to doubt ourselves when we're looking at our our heroes online uh, on social media or even in person looking at their art and we feel like we're a talent talentless hack you know that that we don't have talent, especially compared to this person. But if we really did compare ourselves to that person, we could see like, oh, that person's been doing this thing for 60 years. I've been doing it for two. Um, and it brings up a, a, a recent thing I saw online. Um, actually just saw it earlier uh, in the week. But somebody on one of the Facebook groups that I belong to that's about art had talked about how like, oh, I've made three pieces of art and then I come on here and I see all the stuff that you have done and I feel like giving up. And it's like, so you've made just three pieces of art? Three little pieces and you feel like giving up after seeing somebody who's been doing it for 20 years? And, I, and again, I think it's it's because of this word talent that we want, oh, I want your talent. No, you want to be where I am without putting in all of the work, all of the, the effort, all of the practice, all of the, the, the bad stuff. You know, we want to be there. 
but we have to accept that we are a beginner and we have to have that willingness you know and, and we have to say to ourselves you know what is resonating with me does this thing like connect with me on some deep level that i feel like i need to do this and if if so then we have to have the willingness to to put in the practice and the willingness to make the progress and the understanding that that we can't compare ourselves to somebody who's been doing it for 60 years or somebody that's been doing it for 20 that we have to understand that okay i'm a beginner this is where i am and over time i am going to develop i am going to get better i am going to figure things out so that when other people look at me they're going to they're going to say how talented i am they're going to look at my artwork and feel like they're talentless and want to give up. But unfortunately, I think in our society that a lot of times we just give up, that it's easy to look at somebody else's work and compare ourselves and not really try to understand what, what has gone into it. And so we dismiss ourselves, we dismiss our efforts and we dismiss the things that we've done because for some reason they don't measure up to somebody else but I think it goes back to that notion that you know for years and years and years we've talked about talent we've talked about having these natural gifts and if I'm not as good as this other person then I must not have the natural gift that this person has but if we can look at it in a way like hey no this person doesn't have a natural ability this a natural aptitude a natural gift that they've put in years and years and years of practice and years of hard work and they they have achieved something because of that and i'll share just kind of one last story that just kind of popped into my head um so you know i've been doing art like i said for 40 plus years um but really it's only been the last probably five, six years that I've been really trying to, to make a living at it, you know? So, uh, three and a half years ago, I stepped away from teaching and kind of dove into making art full time, trying to teach, you know, it's led to this podcast and trying to make connections out there. And a lot of times I feel very frustrated with it because I, I feel like I'm not connecting with other people. I'm not getting the followers on social media. And I look at these other artists, these other people who I look up to and, you know, it's like, I look at and like, Oh, they've got 60,000 followers on, on Instagram. And it makes me kind of like second guess what I'm doing and like feeling like I, I don't have a talent. Like I feel talent. Oops, I feel talented with, with my art, you know, it's like, I feel like, well, there I am using that word talented. Um, I feel skilled. I feel like I can do my art and what I do, I do it well. Um, but what I don't do so well is making those connections on social media. And so I, I feel like there are a lot of people that, 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 that seems very natural to them, you know? And so they, they easily connect with people and get people to follow them and, you know, they, they put things out there and they just make it look so easy. And I kind of scratch my head and, and I get discouraged because 
I want to be them. It's like, oh, I want to have their talent, their natural ability to relate to and connect with people on social media. And then what I realized is that like, oh, no, some of these people have been doing that kind of social media thing for years and years and years and years, you know. So, um, you know, you think back like Facebook, you know, what what was it, 11, 12 years ago that that came about. So these are people that jumped on it immediately and started to realize how they could connect. I mean, when I first got onto it, it was just something fun to play with, uh, to kind of connect with family and friends. And it was just something kind of silly. And I never really understood the power of it. And I never really cultivated it and used it in that way. Um, and you know, it's like that, that connecting doesn't come so naturally to me, but if I looked at it as a talent, that it was something that either you had or you didn't have, or that I had or didn't have, or some kind of natural ability or natural aptitude, then it would be very easy to give up on it. To basically say, nope, I can't do this and not do it. But I look at it like, hey, no, this this is like anything. That there's a skill there that, that can be learned. It's the same thing with the podcast it's like i kind of feel like i'm i can kind of get into a rhythm with a podcast now i've been i've been doing it for over a year definitely don't feel like i i have mastered it um and i realized that you know i stutter I, I fumble with words but i i think i've gotten better with this this art form over the past year and, and i know if i continue with this that i am going to get better at it. So it's the same thing with the whole social media and, and connecting with people online is that there are skills and there are things there that I can learn. And if I consist consistently practice it and consistently do these things, then I'm going to get better. I'm going to get the results that, that I, that I envision. So anyway, um, that kind of kind of wraps up my thoughts on this notion of talent and if you can keep that in mind so anytime that you feel like you're you're doubting yourself you feel like that imposter syndrome a lot of people kind of feel that feel that um, remember that it's not about natural ability it's about that willingness to practice that willingness to put in the time and the energy and the effort to make progress And that's what we should be looking at is what progress am I making? Am I getting better with these things that I'm pursuing? Am I getting good with it because I keep doing it? So again, if you're willing to practice, then you can do it. Um, And so if if something is really resonating with you, with your soul, and it's something that you simply feel compelled to do, then you do it. And if you can understand that you are a beginner and that you have a lot to learn and a long ways to go and that this journey is going to take a while and that actually the journey never ends. You never get to a point where you feel like, oh, I've made it creatively i've made it artistically there's nothing left for me to to learn there's nothing left for me to to grow into 
if you can understand that, then yeah, you're going to make progress. So it's all about making progress and that it's not about being talented or not talented or having this natural aptitude or not having this, this aptitude. It's about this moves me in a way. This is something I feel compelled to do and I need to do it. So I'm just going to do it. So I, ho- I hope you can take those words and I hope that they encourage you to, to dive in, to keep working, to push through those times where you feel like you are, 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 you just don't have the talent, you just don't have the time, you don't have the energy. And just when you feel like you're comparing yourself self to others and you just, just feel like you're never good enough, just realize that if it speaks to you, if there's something there that is drawing drawing you in and touching your soul and that it's something that I have to do this then you do it and and so that's I I think it kind of goes back to that notion that we give time to the things that we feel are important and if you don't feel like creativity or art or baking or fashion design or whatever it is that you're into is important you won't give it the time but but I hope that these words about talent and about just putting in the work will help you to just put in the work. So thanks so much for joining me once again on Artistic Accomplices. Uh, I'm your host, Eric Scott, and as always, happy creating. This has been Artistic Accomplices. I'm your host, Eric Scott. Thank you for joining me. 